Welcome to Dr. Lovely's Couch Cafe. It's your host, Dr. Lovely here. Well, I think it's another freestyle Friday. It has been a trying week. It felt like all hell was breaking loose. Every day it was something. Until I got to Friday. And, um, I had to, um, people I had talked to, because I have a hundred people on my caseload, um, for therapy. So I had to call and make appointments or schedule appointments, you know, for the next couple of weeks. And so I'm talking to these people, and it wasn't many that replied because of the reputation of the place. And if you ever heard me talk about um, the importance of having a standard, and... um, Saying that your reputation precedes you, meaning before you've entered into a room or engaged with someone that you might not have met before, but know someone you know. And all of the information they received was from that person regarding you. And see, the thing about that is, um, when your reputation precedes you, people prejudge you without even knowing you. So when you understand how we engage with people, Negatively, the possibility of someone being told about that causes strife for you. So, this company reputation preceded it negatively. And before I took the job, people warned me about the place. But I took it knowing that whatever God has for me is a purpose behind it. And even though others spoke negatively about the place, I wanted to experience it for myself. It's the same thing about being in a relationship. Everything has to be done effectively in order for the relationship to work. So I'm on the phone with this woman 
and she said she had called to discontinue services for her son. But had they correctly did that, we would not have had that encounter. So as I'm talking to her and pouring life into her, it dawned on me. I'm like, damn. I wonder if I was dealing with all this hell this week just to make it to Friday to be able to touch someone else's life. And I had a dialogue with the white lady who was caring for her niece. And as soon as I called her, she picked up the phone. I said, hello, my name is Dr. K. I am calling to set up an appointment for blah, blah, blah. You know, um, my available days are X, Y, and Z. And she says, you must be new. And immediately I started laughing because I knew what she was saying. And I told her, I said, I'm sorry for laughing, but if you knew the day I had or the week I had, you would understand. But the thing that really touched me about our dialogue was, she said, um, I came in months ago and I kept calling and my niece kept calling and I kept calling and my niece kept calling. She said she really needed someone to talk to. And I told her, I said, I'm so sorry that you had that experience. I mean, every day I had to apologize for the services that was rendered to these people. And I had nothing to do with it. But the thing about it is, when someone is going through a crisis and you abandon them through it, whatever happens is upon your hands. And I thought really deeply about that. Because I know in my life there were certain choices I made that wasn't beneficial for the other party involved. But comes with the um, dynamic of setting boundaries for yourself. And most of us don't want to have to cut off the people we love. But when they continue on wounding you, it gets to a point where you have to, because in order to protect your peace, you have to disconnect. So, I'm talking to her, she says the daughter, um, niece didn't have any medication. I think she's down to nothing. I can't see the doctor. And I said, hold on. I said, give me a minute. Let me check and see what's going on. 
and I'll call you back. After we scheduled the appointment, I made sure I went to the front desk so that that person could get their services as soon as possible. But the moral of the story is this. If you have a business and you have no understanding about working in the field, you should do your best due diligence to understand how it functions. Who is going to be impacted by it? And have systems set in place when an incident happens. And I'm in mental health. We're here to help people process through their pain. And when you have people who have trauma in their life, they don't need anyone looking down on them, disrespecting them, making things worse, because all you're doing is wounding them further. I try my best to support black businesses, but there's certain shit you just can't do. So as I'm telling the person in HR about my experience and how the fact that majority of their clients is complaining about unfair treatment, they say, oh, it's just this population. Mind you now, I work in a crisis care center, which is no more than a mental institution. And we have people coming in there with extreme psychosis. And I recall one day, one of the guys inside was cutting up and one of the other patients jumped up and got in his face because he had pushed one of the um, workers and he was, he, he was going to whoop his ass. But he said, I used to give these people a hard time when I was in jail. He said, what I had to realize is that they were just trying to help me and I had to change the way I think. But these people are here to help us. And you can't be treating them wrong. Now, when you have one or two people complain about something, you can say, oh, it might be them. But if you have a host of people complain about the same shit, then you already know it's not. We have a way of dealing with people with such aggression. And you can't tell me God is pleased with that. We have to learn how 
to treat each other better. These are the same things our ancestors did and how we ended up here. It has been a trying week, but Friday, sitting in the office having this dialogue with these women. And even though I was frustrated and kind of pissed off about what had transpired, I understood the importance of my calling and my ability to show compassion support, upliftment, and sowing into. It was that moment when I said, oh my God, you've called me to do something very important. All I know is, I was predestined for this. It took a long time to get here. I value my relationship because if it had not been for him, I wouldn't be here. We serve an abundant God, and everything is done in His timing. Moving up here, it took three years for me to step back into my profession. And I give glory and honor for that. So, let's get to it. In the morning, will I 
direct my prayers unto thee and will look up. Lord Elohim had given me the tone of the learned. Yeah. He's given us the tone of the learned that we should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. He awakened in the morning. By morning, he awakened my ears to hear as the learned. Lord Elohim had opened our ears, and I was not rebellious. That's important. He has opened our ears to hear things, and because of our feelings and our anger and our madness, check what he said. The Lord Elohim had opened my ears, and I was not rebellious. Whew. There's a point here. Giving them tongue of the wise. So that you'll be able to impart. Wisdom is all about humility. And standing in that humility brings favor unto you. But when he's talking about the learned, he is specifically stating the law, statutes, and commandments that he gave to your forefathers and mine. Because wisdom is the application and movements of God's word in our life. And if we understood the importance of that, we would see differences in our lives. But because we are a rebellious people, We've been chastised. Food for thought. Neither turned away back because my feelings tell me I don't want to hear that or it's not going along with how I feel. You understand what I'm saying? This is things that break up. Now, you didn't heard me say that many times that people make decisions on how they feel and how they don't consult God in anything that they do. See, obedience is better than sacrifice. It's all we ever asked for. But the moment you take matters into your own hands, what you're saying is, God, I don't care about what you think of but I'm doing what I feel is right. And I'm going to do me, as y'all niggas say. But not understanding those actions speak so much volumes and people truly don't understand 
the repercussions of outright rebellion against God. You don't understand what happens when you disobey him. See, he didn't pay us to think, to do whatever it is we want without consulting him. Or we should do what we feel or seem right unto ourselves because truly in that essence you have basically put yourself in a status of God because you makes decisions to do what you want to do and there's no repercussions for your actions but not understanding the day you say I'm going to do this thing my way I'm going to do it because this is what I want to do. And ain't nobody going to tell me what to do because it's me going to do how I want to do it when I want to do it. But what we don't get ourselves ready for is what happens after that fact. Because now if you want to take it back to, um, I think it's Jeremiah or Isaiah, not, not sure exactly where he says, we will be like gods. And I will send into the heavens and be like the most high. Basically what he's saying, I become my own God and I am the master of my fate and the captain of my soul and I decide when and where. God, you are not relevant in my life. It is true. The mercy of the Lord that we are not consumed because his... And there'll be that repercussion, right? Because now I'm going to do what I want to do and I'm going to walk in my own best interest. But if, if it wasn't for God's mercy, we would be consumed because it's automatically telling you that when you rebel against me, you will be consumed. Compassion faileth not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. This is my part, my part. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore will I not. No, therefore will I hope in him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to just talk a little bit about us. How good and pleasant it is to dwell together in unity. Why? 
unity that God is talking about is a particular unity. It's a unity of righteousness. It's a unity of holiness. It's a unity that our soul should acknowledge that it belongs to us. It's our portion. You understand, family? So when we are tied up in things that are not right, which will occur, because we're not yet to the point to be the people that God created us to be. But in our feelings towards one another, there has to be mercy. Mm -hmm. And in order for it to be mercy within this group here, or any group, we have to realize that if you're wrong, you're wrong. Yes. And you're and in realizing that you're wrong, whoever it may be, you have to accept that. If you don't accept that, then you can't fix what's wrong with you or wrong with us. And there'll never be a change in mm. Father God in heaven. Let me tell you something. Man. Oof. That was a statement, man. Were you walking in your own way? That Christians call it a reprobate. It just means that you're rebellious and you choose to take matters in your own hand we gotta learn hmm. that God don't play so when you make a decision to do these things <laughs> yeah, I gotta keep keep talking about the same stuff. You are us, and the problem remains. So it's important, man, because God is looking for people that He can work with. Come on now. Come on now. And I don't care who you are. You understand what I'm saying? I got too many years in this and seen too much. And I've seen the same thing a thousand times. More than a thousand times. It's not new to me. You understand? Hallelujah. But one thing about me. Yeah. But we're not that 
that terrible that we can't get back to you. Right. You understand what I'm saying? We're not that terrible that we can't get right. And in order for us to get to the point to where we need to be, it is going to be a struggle. Yes. Because we're going to have to show that we want this more so than anything. Yeah. And we're going to have to reverse that curse that God put on us concerning each other. Yeah. We have the power to reverse that. Just accept what's right. Right. You understand? We all go through it. I went through it. Accept what's right. Yeah. understand? 
we make them mistakes. We all make them mistakes. Yeah. Because how we introduce ourselves to each other in a lie. <laughs> in a damn lie. You put on to be who you're really not. Come on. So it's time to save what we can save that can glorify God. Don't sink the whole ship because you ain't right. Come on. You understand what I'm saying? So let's give God the glory and the praise. The sisters, you understand? So when you up there teaching on Facebook or whatever, that we can't keep those laws of stoning, so we can't then keep the laws if somebody commits adultery. If somebody commits adultery, we got a problem. Because what it says in there, it says you shall get rid of the evil from the midst of thy people. So you can't cut that person off. Just like I don't communicate with the male that's a homosexual, a sodomite in my family, that's a cousin. I don't check him like I be talking about on Facebook. Good morning, how you doing, brother? Hey, cuz, how you doing? My cousin that's a sodomite, he doesn't get that respect from me. You understand? So these are things, brothers and sisters, that we can point out for their first purposes. But for anybody to sit back to sidebar and say, well, if you can't do that, then uh, what laws then are you keeping? That's the man that's going to be okay committing adultery with your wife. That's the man that will sit there and be, unlike Joseph, running away from Potiphar's wife. They're like, well, Potiphar in here, let's do us. Hmm. For your spirit to even come up with that kind of concept shows where your mind is at. I was sent a link from some brothers and, and so not sisters. Thank God no sister sent this link. Is rape okay according to the Bible? Brothers and sisters, don't invite me in a discussion on whether or not rape is okay. When rape in Hebrew is the word anas, which is the word compel. When the Torah teaches us, you shall not oppress one another. So of course rape is incorrect. You got people, Israelites, going on Israelite platforms and other people's platforms to discuss whether or not rape is okay. Most of us have rape victims in our families, believe it or not. I can't entertain that kind of thought. Where is your mind that I have a daughter for crying out loud? Am I supposed to share that link with my little princess and say, well, baby, um, here's a link. Let me know what you think. I'm courting and going to be married to my lady Sarah. Am I supposed to sit there and send that to her like, hey, sweetheart, hey, look what some brothers are saying. No, brothers and sisters, that is sick. But for anybody to sit back and come with a concept such as adultery and rape shows a high sickness and wicked form of misogyny in the sad house of Israel. You've developed the spirit of Esau, and that's what we don't need. Now, let's look at this, because the people promoting that are not going to sit there and talk about where Israel is supposed to be, being having the fatness of the earth. They're going to say, we're supposed to walk mournfully because we're in captivity. We already know that. Every time you got to go and get your passport updated, shows you that you're in captivity. That's not a secret, brothers and sisters. 
You understand? So these are things, brothers and sisters, we do and care to point out for reference purposes. All right? Let us continue. And when, verse 34, and when Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with a great and exceeding bitter cry and said unto his father, bless me, even me also, my father. Let's stop right there. Isaac said, and yea, and he shall be blessed. And mm-hmm. verse 33, Esau knew something. For him to sit there and say, Bless me, even me also. <laughs> he knew that Jacob could not be cursed. Until later on, the children of Israel messed up and caused a curse to come upon themselves. Mm-hmm. Remember, Balaam told Balak, if you want to get these people to be cursed, come on. They got to go against their Elohim. Come on now. They got to go against their God. Come on now. You just can't curse the children of Israel. Come on now. Listen. 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 Uh, mm. Rebellion will cause you to do that. It's so funny how many of us have gone astray or have been led astray. Man. Man. Mm-mm. 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 We got to learn. We got to learn very diligently. Very diligently. Isaac was given Abraham's blessing. And then Jacob was given Isaac's blessing. Esau did not get that blessing. We're going to see what it says of Esau and the blessing he did get nonetheless. And he said, thy brother came with subtlety and I've taken away thy blessing. Brothers and sisters, Isaac is Abraham's son. Was Isaac just giving out blessings not knowing who he was blessing? And as we're going to point out, brothers and sisters, Jacob, I know who you are. 
This is what we want to point out in this particular case. And he said, is he not rightly named Yaakov? For he has to plan to me these two times. Listen, Yisrael. He took away my birthright, and behold, now he has taken away my blessing. And he said, has thou not reserved a blessing for me? Reserved a blessing for me. Hold on. Is he rightly named? Took away my birthright. Mm -mm -mm. He gave it away. Mm -hmm. And our ancestors, they did the same thing. They despised him. The father said they despised his word. Y'all ass still do today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. You despise it because you can't do what you want. Go in your own way. But you can. Just know there's going to be some repercussions for it. Just know you, you you're not gonna have you know like comfortability because you were you you still attached to the covenant. I can't tell you how many people. I try so hard to um, bring awareness to, and the concept for them is so difficult, and that's that's so sad. Jacob, okay, I named him Jacob. I don't know if that was supposed to be a shot at me as your father. Um, but you're saying he has supplanted me these two times. Esau, why didn't you tell me that? Why did you not tell me that? And the interesting thing about it, he threw it away, not understanding that there was going to be repercussions for it later on. It's it's the, man, 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 we just do what we want to do and wonder how everyone don't, and get mad. Because calamity come upon you. But you weren't thinking about the shit you did that brought that about. Then you want to blame it on the devil. Nah, niggas, it, it's us. We're the reason why shit happened in our own lives. Because we don't like to take accountability. I can take it back earlier when the man said, apologizing for your wrongdoings. And if you can't be the type of person that corrects themselves, especially when you knew you were purposefully offending, so you have no hope. You have no hope. Because then you realize that you cannot look at yourself and say you messed up. And change your behavior or patterns. It's, it's, it's like you, you realize what's in a person. When they have ability an ability to um stand in their wrongness and say I apologize for the things that I've done. Let's make let's correct it. Let me let me you know let me show you. We don't understand that um there's consequences. But in the eyesight of God when you can't do what he asks you to 
And when you don't walk in integrity, it's already too late for you. Because you you sending yourself around the wrong things. And when you really think about that, it makes sense, right? Because you, you haven't been around a person that offends and then they, 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 don't, they won't apologize because they feel validated. But you don't understand. You become self-righteous and unfallible. When you do that, and that's a sense of pride and arrogance that is shame or should be shameful of doing, but some people don't have shame. They don't mind continuing on in negative stereotypical behavior patterns. And then you wonder why all kind of calamity going on in your life. It's because of you not having principle. You don't apologize. You don't make corrections. You don't stand in truths. You don't walk in principle. You got to really think about that. Huh? Because integrity is everything. It's like I said earlier, your reputation precedes you. And because your life is built around things that are incorrect. You have to realize some things. But I know a lot of people can't do that. We can't self-examine when we're incorrect, when we're doing things wrong, when we don't make correction, this is why you always hear me say, I, I, I will talk about my negativity and I will tell you when I did wrong. I will apologize to you when I've wronged you. I will walk in principle because I ain't shit. And my word don't mean shit if I can't stand and admit when I'm wrong. And I ain't shit. If I don't change whatever I did to hurt you. See, it takes some soul searching to do that. It takes one Having the ability to look at self in the mirror and say, I'm not shit. And I fuck over other people. And I walk in my own principle doing what I want to do when I want to do it. And I don't give a damn about God all what he told me to do or if he said I should go this way or not go that way 
or if you're supposed to help the poor and speak life into other people's children and bring them up right and bring correction when you see someone else doing wrong, when you change the way you live for your own purpose and benefit. Come on, y'all, goddamn, come on. Jacob took your birthright. Why did you come in this room and say, Arise, my father, and bless me, knowing that you do not possess the birthright anymore? Hmm. Why did you, Esau, lead your father into a lie, knowing that he was thinking that you still have the birthright? We're going to see how Jacob did get the birthright of Esau and the character that Esau had. Let's continue, brothers and sisters. And Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing women his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, the days of mourning for my father are at hand. Then will I slay my brother Jacob. So, <laughs> Jacob... Oh, God damn. Uh, I'll just wait till my daddy die. Then I'm going to hunt down my brother and kill his ass so I can get my birthright back. Nigga, you ain't even respect your shit before the fuck it happened. And now you want to kill your brother. Sounds familiar to me, goddamn. Still see the same shit today, right? Because all, all, all niggas do is shoot each other down in the street, sell each other drugs, and mistreat one another, take from motherfuckers, and they do a whole bunch of other disrespectful ass shit, and they assume that God will be riding with them and walking and um, uh, aiding them through life where they can just pray and ask for forgiveness and keep on motherfucking moving, thinking this is going to change your life. No, God require us to change, to change something. And not per- staying in perpetual fucked upness. Why? Is it so difficult for niggas to comprehend such basic truth? Nigga, I don't know. I really, I really wish I understood it. I'm telling you, I have talked to people till I was blue in the face and nobody understands. They don't grasp the comprehending. They don't care either it's gotten so bad that all these niggas around here now practicing witchcraft the fuck so you go from a god or you go for your ancestors go from a god that met every need they ain't had to talk to no motherfucking spirits they ain't even had to um offer up anything All he required from the people was to follow what he gave them to do. Goddamn, how hard the fuck was that? Still see the same shit today. Chasing around everything they could find. And still not happy. Hmm. Yeah. Was being plotted against by Esau. And Esau's intention was to perhaps cut off the blessing that their father Isaac gave him. 
And these words of Esau, her elder son, were told to Rebekah. And she sent and called Jacob her younger son. And said unto him, Behold, thy brother Esau, as touching thee, doth comfort himself, proposing to kill thee. That is Esau's mentality. If I can't accept my blessing, that is still the fatness of the earth, the dwelling from above, and being able to survive by the sword. So you're going to have a defense. So listen, it's still the same principle, right? Because niggas is a killer nigga over stupid shit. Stepping on a shoe, tucking sheep, whatever. Y'all be ready to fight, hurt somebody, or shoot somebody. Goddamn. <sighs> Man. We have no problem with wanting to take somebody else's fucking life. Think about it. No problem with resolving things peacefully. Shit. You're going to have the fatness of the earth and the dew from heaven. Dew meaning like the water that comes down. You want that. But that ain't good enough. Hmm. You, as it says there, hated Jacob because of the blessing wherewith his father blessed him. So because Jacob was blessed, made you hate on him. In layman terms, Esau is a hater. Now, how does that apply, sadly, in our day and time with us, having taken on, as Israelites, some people, the spirit of Esau? That person channels do it better than mine. That person gets more views than mine. That's hating. When you do something, it looks like this. When I do something, it looks like this. Instead of trying to learn how to make yours better, you got time to sit there and hate on somebody else's. That's the spirit of Esau that we were going to say that we're going to get into. You understand? And so, without taking time to perfect your craft, whatever it may be, sewing, cooking, teaching, studying, whatever it may be, you're going to sit there and have that spirit like The lady that is doing life now for taking a woman's child from her womb. Because she didn't have a baby, so she went and slew the mother to that baby. Hmm. That spirit, that's the spirit of Esau. The spirit of Esau was seen in the time of Solomon. Killed the child, it be neither mine nor hers. So because you didn't get that blessing to have the living child, you're saying that someone else should be without. That's mm-hmm. Esau's ruach, or his spirit, if you will. Come on now. And you're saying when the days of mourning for your father are at hand, you will slay your brother Jacob because you're hating upon the blessing that your father gave him as opposed to loving the blessing that you got. Oh, come on now. Oh, shit, man. We don't appreciate you. We don't appreciate nothing, goddamn. Y'all act like it's y'all got rightfully like rights for somebody to do you do you well, but you don't get to, or you don't walk in those same principles. How are you, like we 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 the type of people we demand 
that people treat us right. But we don't want to do the same thing. We're so fucking hypocritical. We can't even keep um, walking principle and, and hold a standard for ourselves. But we gonna hold all the standards against someone else. You better treat me right. Treat me right because I'm, you know, you got to I ain't going for no bullshit. But soon as somebody do something that you don't like, you'll be ready to fight. You'll be ready to tear down. Man. Listen, that it says, this shall be a time of trouble for Jacob, but out of the Jacob shall be saved. That's in Jeremiah. I remember watching in 1980-something a film that was based upon the murder of a black man inside of Brooklyn by a European or Caucasian. The, the black man's guy was named Yusuf Hawkins. And he was killed in Bensonhurst by somebody that was of another nation. And I remember saying to my biological older sister, when she said, watching that, citing our teacher, Morda Yosef, as he cited the book of Jeremiah, saying Jacob shall go through a time of trouble, yeah. but out of it, Jacob shall be saved. I was nine. My sister was a teenager. I'm not going to get too personal with her age. But we were talking like that with each other before we were both 20 years old, being raised in the congregations of Israel in Kosheri as children already. Do you know, sometimes when a brother speaks on that, a brother or sister said it, you talking about your mother raised you in this all the time. Meanwhile, you're raising your child in this. But because somebody been in this since a baby or so forth, such as myself thinking the most high for it, when it's sitting back saying, they always talking about, talking about, talking No, you'll be blessed. My mother didn't come to this understanding to after she gave up pork, after she gave up JC, come on. after she gave up shrimp, come on. after she started wearing skirts and threw her pants out. It was having to beat a mom as a single parent inside of my house, raising an Israelite family. Come on. That's the other side of the situation. But one didn't see that. Mm -hmm. So when a brother, in this particular case, talks about, I remember being a child in the camp and so forth and so on, there are people, believe it or not, who will be on the sideline, be on some hating mentality like the spirit of Esau. Come on. That's not good. You know what a hating spirit is, as it says here? Esau hated Jacob. Yeah, you know how sadly we Israelites have enveloped that spirit within ourselves? Hmm. Is this. You do business with a brother or sister. He or she doesn't take out the time after you did business with him or her to even advertise you as a customer. Why? Because that would give you more views. That would right. give you more traction on your channels or so forth. So even though a brother or sister supported another brother or sister, they're not going to take out the time to say, you know what? Thank you. This person supported me. 
Right. Look at the work that I can do Come and this person on, being a customer of mine. <sighs> and that's, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Come on. Come on here now. We can't be decent human beings by acting in common courtesy to give thanks and appreciation to those that help us. What kind of people have we become? Where's just the basic common courtesy to our fellow man we don't even exhibit? Come on, y'all, like, seriously. Supports me. She supports me. You know, sad to have to say the racial term, the white man, he does that. The best cars that sell are this. This book sells over 50,000 copies. All that kind of promotion and so forth. I told y'all as them commercial, get your ass to company. That's what they set up to do. don't promote one another we don't encourage one another that's the spirit of Esau you will sit there and support another brother or sister and the Haiti spirit and him or her will not allow him or her to show he or she was supported by you come on come on now I'm not going to say David is great I saw will sit there and want to kill David that's yeah. the spirit of Esau right. David is saying it's ten thousands of Saul is thousands. Or Saul was <laughs> thousands, David is ten thousands. Saul, the baton is passing over. Right. People come after you are supposed to be better than you. Even in war. Yes. Even in teaching. Yes. Not to be self-centered. A brother wrote twelve books. If my daughter wrote twenty-four, that's an accomplishment. Right. You know you got parents who hate on their children's progress. Come on. Let's show the sad sickness that has happened in that particular case. I remember, before we continue, my email, may she rest in peace, told me some time ago. Hmm. Son, when you get older and you get a lady, get her. Some mothers don't allow their sons to want to have that. Right. 
Be fruitful, multiply, increase abundantly to have the fatness of the earth. You can't do that while having the Edomite mentality. The spirit of Esau. He don't care that he was told you will serve Jacob, but eventually you're going to break away from that. Right. That ain't good enough. Having to be able to use that sword, that ain't good enough for Esau. To be able to sit there and go back and forth into battle and win, that ain't good enough for Esau. What did the Edomites tell the children of Israel in the book of Numbers? If I can be heard well and people in good spirits, please type in the number four. If I can be heard well and people in good spirits, please type in the number four. Hmm. Edom told Israel in the book of Numbers, if you proceed, for, I'm paraphrasing, if you proceed further, I'm going to come against you with the sword. Hmm. Israelites, in the book of Numbers, turned right around and went around. What am I saying? Israel did what war with the children of Esau? Edomites were known to be able to fight in war. Hmm. Edom told Israel when Israel came up out of Egypt, if you come through my land, I will come against you with the sword. Israel went around Edom's land. But that ain't good enough for you. That ain't good enough to be able to say, if you come through here, I'm going to basically consider you a trespasser and have your own brother sit there and just go around in that particular case. That's not good enough for you. That's not good. Hmm. The hating that Esau had caused him to not see his own particular blessing. Hmm. We don't want that, Israel. If I can be heard well and people in good spirits, please type in, I'm asking the number four. And we want to emphasize, please. Having a hating spirit caused Esau to not see his own blessing mm -hmm. that's bad you didn't see that your ability to use the sword was going to be well mm -hmm. you didn't see brothers and sisters that you was going to be able to sit there and have the fatness of such. You didn't see that you didn't go through an enslavement in Egypt like the children of Israel did. And as Ezekiel points out, Edom held the hatred of old. So whatever blessing that you would have gotten mm -hmm. that was there for you, being in layman terms a hater, caused that to not be there because you didn't want to see it. Let's see more in this, if we will, brothers and sisters. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice. Jacob here is being told again to obey the voice of his parent. Mm -hmm. Arise, flee, go to Laban, my brother, to Haran, and tarry with him a few days until thy brother's fear return away, until thy brother's anger turn away from thee, and he forget that which thou hast done to him. Then I will send and fetch thee from thence. Why should I be deprived also of you both in one day? When I was a child, I was taught that that line right there was basically saying that if Esau would have touched Jacob, Rebecca would have had Esau touched, if you get what I mean by touch. Mm -hmm. 
Why would I be deprived of both in one day? Mm-hmm. Rebecca loved Jacob. She didn't hate Esau. Isaac loved Esau. He didn't hate Jacob. You understand? Until thy brother's anger turn away from thee. We forgot, did we not? That it says in verse 36 here, we going to go with the laser pointer. Thank you for typing that in, my brother, Yemiyahu. Right? And he said, is not he rightly named Jacob? For he has supplanted me these two times. He has taken away my birthright. Stop again, please. What do you mean he took away your birthright? How was he able to take away your birthright? That's a problem. Why you ain't telling me that he took your birthright, Esau? It's because we're going to point out why he would have not said that. Verse 46. And Rebekah said to Isaac, I am weary of my life because of the daughters of Heth. If Jacob take a wife of the daughters of Heth, such as these, which are the daughters of the land, what good shall my life do me? What do we point out here? Can we point out here? Rebecca, loving her son, mm-hmm. knew eventually he's going to need and get a wife. Right? A man, and this is not trying to sound carnal because we're not talking that on Shabbat. A man needs a woman. I point this out using a movie, Sugar Hill. I don't even know the actor's names in that or in real life. Oh, oh, well, should I say the lady's name in it? The guy playing Romeo, right? He was told by his lady. No, sorry. Well, he was told by his lady certain things by his brother. But, I mean, in the movie Sugar Hill, Romeo's brother told him. That he, the older brother, didn't even have that, that being a woman. The Most High said, it's not good for man to dwell alone. So I will make him an Isaiah. I will make him a helpmate. Come on, man. You understand? Rebecca said to her ish, Isaac, I am weary of my life because of the daughters of Heth. If Jacob take a wife, of the daughters of Heth, meaning of the Hittite people, right? Such as these which are of the daughters of the land. What is Rebecca saying? The daughters of this land ain't good enough for my part of the term boy, Jacob. She wants a certain caliber of oh, woman for that's herself. It. Come on now. Let's see what happens, brothers and sisters. What good shall my life do me? Remember, she went through the situation with them wrestling in her womb. Mm-hmm. Then she had the children. And right here it says, if Jacob haven't now been grown, remember, they were fraternal twins, so they're the same age. So they're both 40 years old at this time. What good shall my life do me if Jacob takes a woman of the daughters of the land? Rebecca 
had the mindset of futuristic thinking. Not just, I'm good with Isaac and that's all that matters. She's thinking about the future of her children, like Proverbs 31 woman. When it's distinctly said in Proverbs 31, for her house is clothed in scarlet. She laughed at the time to come, because she already knows she prepared something for her children already. These are things we want to point out between the difference between Esau's spirit and the spirit that came from Abraham and Sarai, Isaac and Rebekah, and Jacob later on and later. And even Jacob and Raquel, whereas we get into more situations in this. Let's continue, brothers and sisters. Thank you for the time. Genesis 26. And Esau was 40 years old when he took to him Yehudit, the daughter of Be'eri, the Hittite, and Bashimah, the daughter of Elon, the Hittite, which were a grief of mine unto Isaac and Rebekah. Now, I wanted to point this out in the Hebrew, if we will, right? With the highlighter. Watienah Marot Ruach. Marot Ruach. Meaning bitterness for Mara. Mar or Marar meaning bitter. Like they say bitter herbs. Maror being that word for that. Around the time they say of unleavened bread and Passover, right? Well, Marot or Morat, sorry, in this case, the word Morat means bitterness of. Bitterness of spirit. Remember. Rebecca did not hate Jacob. You understand? It was just that she favored Yaakov. It didn't mean that she hated him. Y'all not seeing out of eye, you go and deal with who? My family. Esau, as we're going to point out, sold his birthright. Then he goes and deals with women that his mother would have not been approved of. Come on now. And as we know, if a man is dealing with a woman and that woman knows that his mother is not, quote, feeling her, she ain't going to feel his mother. So now the children that come out of that already will begin to see the conflict between grandma That's and That's right. Mom. That's right. But see, Esau don't think that far. The spirit of Esau don't think, how will my children deal with the situation if I deal with a woman that my parents wouldn't like. Yes. Not that you can't get an Isha. She's not saying her husband is her, her son is her husband in spirit. No, you can't be with nobody else. She's not coming in like that. When you do get someone else, this is the parameters. That's where Isaac and Rebecca were coming from. Not that they didn't want their children to grow in this particular case. Yeah. But Esau didn't care about that. So he sold your birthright in chapter 25. What you gonna talk about? Genesis 26 here, you did something that was a bitterness of spirit. And then in Genesis 27, you, knowing that you sold your birthright two chapters before in the scriptures, when the scriptures is now as we see it today, you don't even go and tell your father, I saw my birthright. It's when you don't get the blessing that Jacob got that Isaac found out that you sold your birthright. Mm -hmm. See, that's the spirit of Esau. You okay going to your father with something, I'm not going to tell him something that he probably should know. You know one thing to point out in this too? Jacob, Paul 
saw didn't probably do no disrespect intended the best job because there's certain ruach with certain things with that the voice is the voice of jacob so we're going to try this again come there closer to me so i can see if you're wearing my very sunny so or not because you sound like jacob the voice peach and so forth sound like jacob and you are talking about the lord thy god Esau don't talk about the Lord thy God. Esau has a hating spirit that's going to say, well, when Abba passed, when Dad passed, we're going to sit there and kill um, um, my brother. You're not thinking of the Lord thy God. Because if you was and then you got the blessing that you got, then you would have still been satisfied with that. Mm-hmm. Because the portion of Jacob is not like that of the other nations. The most high detention for Jacob, Esau would have not been built for, brothers and sisters. Just in the nation of Israel. The portion that Joseph had, the brothers of Joseph would have not been built for that. And this is no disrespect to anybody. If Judah was intimate with who he thought was just a harlot, not knowing that that was Tamar, his daughter-in-law, when she was not married, what would make one think that he's not going to sit there and say, are you truly married? Because men who deal with harlots don't mind sleeping with a woman who is married. As mm. far as he's concerned, her man ain't here. Joseph, on the other hand, is running for a party for his wife. Judah is giving his signet and his staff to who he thought was just, well, let me put my uh, meat tree back on. I'm good. Uh, uh, you, yeah, you take that. Uh, I'm good. Not realizing he just made a woman a pregnant. Joseph wasn't on it like that. He wasn't just spilling his seed. Well, it's better than spilling it on the ground, put it in the belly of a harlot. I used to hear that when I was a child in Israel. You understand? So, brothers and sisters, the spirit of the matter is different. The Levitical order would have not properly come from Esau's line. Not when you sadly have a foundation that is okay. With being with the wife that was disapproved of by your mother and father and having children out of that union. And don't you think that the children are going to see that mommy and grandma and mommy and grandpa are not getting along? Mm-hmm. Isaac was alive when Joseph was born. And Edom had children before Jacob. So Isaac was alive when Esau's children was born. He could care less about anyone else. That's the point. Let's go on, brothers and sisters, in this matter. Genesis 28. And Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said to him, Thou shalt not take a wife for the daughters of Canaan. Arise, go to Padan Aram. To the house of Bethuel, thy mother's brother, thy mother's father. Mm-hmm. And take thee a wife from this of the daughters of Laban, thy mother's brother. And El Shaddai, God Almighty, bless thee, and make thee fruitful and multiply thee, that thou mayest be a multitude of people. See, they're talking about growth. A multitude of people growing. Can't do that just thinking, oh, it's about me. Right. And give thee the blessing of Abraham to thee and to thy seed with thee. Right. So you can't say that to Esau after he'd been with the women of Canaan. Right. One of the things it says, Isaac called Jacob. So let's stop there for a second in this chapter here. To the brother who 
sisters or the Edomites or anybody else who are saying that um, Jacob stole the blessing. Why? After all of this stuff came out now, that Isaac will call Jacob back and bless him. Again, I got to ask that question. Anybody in the chat now or anybody who's hearing this when this video is posted up, if Jacob was a thief, a conniver, a swindler, a deceiver, why will Isaac, being lied to, being deceived, call his deceiving quote son back and say this here? Blessed him, charged him, saying to him, thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. He charged him, he gave him a command. This is what you are not to do. Too late for Esau, because we already see what he was doing in the spirit that it brought his parents. And give thee the blessing of Abraham to thee, and to thy seed with thee, that thou mayest inherit the land, whether, where's Tommy? Whether thou mayest inherit the land wherein thou art a stranger, which Elohim gave unto Abraham. As we pointed out before, in the presentation about um, the situation with Palestine or the matter with Palestine and Hadrian of Rome naming it, right? When Abraham went to the land of Canaan, he didn't sit there and say that he discovered anything. And Isaac sent away Jacob, and he went to Padan Aram unto Laban, son Abituel, the Aramean or Syrian, the brother of Rebekah, Jacob's and Esau's mother. Come on, man. So he went and dwelt with his uncle. And Esau saw that Isaac had blessed, pardon me, verse 6 correctly, I'm sorry. When Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him away to Padan Aram to take him away from this, and that as he blessed him, he gave him a charge saying, Thou shalt not take her the wife of the daughters of Canaan. And that Jacob obeyed his father and his mother and was going to Padan Aram. Hmm. Esau then, you'll read on your own time, decided that he's going to take another wife somewhere else. The daughters of Ishmael right. from the line of Shem. But my wives of the people of Canaan don't match what my parents wanted for their daughter-in-law. So let me go into the people of Ishmael. Me, me, me. I messed up. Let me fix my problem by involving other people. I got myself in it, but I'm going to need y'all to get me about it. Come on now, come on now. See the spirit you so has? That's something to point out. And as a brother typed in, the Most High tells you to end from the beginning, King, because the Most High said that the elder shall serve the younger. Yes. Genesis 24, verse 1 through 7. And Abraham was old and well stricken in age, and Yah had blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham said unto his eldest servant of his house that ruled over all that he had, Put, I pray thee, thy hand under my thigh, and I will make thee swear by Yah, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that thou shalt not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I dwell. So Abraham didn't want 
Isaac his son and dealt with the women of Canaan. It goes on to say, "That's it." But thou shalt go unto my country, into my kindred, and take a wife <laughs> unto my son Isaac. So, what are these brothers talking about? You can just be with any woman. What are the daughters of Israel around for if we're not supposed to Come marry on. our national sisters? Of course, not our blood sisters. Come on. You bring up Israelite men having a spirit of Esau and not caring where you put your seed at. About kings of Israel who did it. Yeah. Uh -huh. But in no disrespect, the most I said, I'll give you a king in my anger, take him away in my wrath. Alright. So that's a, not a good example. The most I said, he's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's the role model on a human level that you would want to follow. Goes on to say, brothers and sisters. But thou shalt go into my country, into my kindred, and take a wife unto my son Isaac, not of the daughters of this land. And the servant said unto him, Peradventure the woman will not be willing to follow me unto this land. Must I needs bring thy son again unto the land from whence thou camest? And Abraham said unto him, Beware that thou bring not my son there again. The Lord God of heaven, which took me from my father's house and from the land of my kindred, and which spake unto me, and that swore unto me, saying, Unto thy seed will I give this land. He shall send his angel before thee. And thou shalt take a wife unto my son from thence. Abraham had that confidence. That confidence that some Israelites now with the spirit of Esau, oh, you're arrogant. Oh, you're belligerent. Oh, you're, you're full of pride. No. Oh, thou who have low courage and little strength. Everybody who's happy and happy about a matter, confident about a matter, is not arrogant. You don't have that confidence, maybe. Come on, she don't man. have that confidence, maybe. He don't have that confidence, maybe. That low self-esteem doesn't work in this culture of Israel. We were as grasshoppers in our own sight. That's what the Israelites said when they saw the uh, son of Anak, what the Sumerians called the Anunnaki. We were as grasshoppers in our own sight. Take them and slay them. They don't have nothing to bring forth courage to the people. You're Come on now. Your brother Come your on sister. now. You are. You're supposed to be one who wants to be there as they help. Do not stand idly by the blood of your neighbor when you can sit there and help him or her. Moses saw an Hebrew being beaten and he slew the Egyptian. In the movie Tenombo about the Maroons that were in Brazil. The guy in the movie playing Ganga Zumba saw an elder getting beaten by the Portuguese and then he killed the person that was doing that beating. Hmm. You're not supposed to stand idly by the blood of your neighbor. So the hidden spirit that we have now, I was watching a video not too long ago and it talked about the bloods and the crypts and so forth in other states outside of California. And as I sit there and watch about Florida, and George Zimmerman is still alive and breathing, and Trayvon Martin is not. Come on. No. That's a problem. You know, went from being our ancestors who were warriors and soldiers to gangsters. Yeah. 
A gangster is not a warrior. Come on. You understand? How are you talking about you thugging it out and the only people that you bother are your own? Come on now. Moses slew an oppressor. In the movie Colombo, the guy playing Ganga Zumba slew an oppressor. Jael in the book of Judges slew Cicero, the captain of the host of many of the Canaanites. But we think that attacking another Israelite Come is on. the way to go. Whether physically, spiritually, or otherwise. Yeah. But the Nakash, that serpent, still got Eve, who's it still got Adam. Yes. How you doing? I ain't busy. Don't you dare call me when I'm on that white man clock. That's that same spirit. I Come on. That Come on. When we can't communicate, because Master got the time, that's the same spirit at that. Come on now, goddamn. Because. Nigga. We ain't we haven't comprehended unity in our relationships with our with our significant others. How to work together, how to be one unit. I was having a dialogue with my daughter, um, uh, I think on Tuesday, and we were just talking about um, the importance of um, a man and a woman working together. You combine your bills, you combine, you know, your finances, you combine everything together and you put it in one pot. Y'all divvy it up that way and put away savings and set stuff aside because you operating as one unit. But so many of our people even when they're in a relationship with each other, even if they lived in, if they live together or separate, have a mentality of um, selfishness when it comes to finances. And it's so sad um, that that is the number one thing that destroy a black relationship is money. If you with me, we together, then collectively, we have to learn to come together. I don't know how often I iterate this thing. One can't pull all the resources from one place. If your resources is not combined, then you end up paying more bills, you end up being in a hole greater, you end up being in a bad situation because you refuse to come together and combine resources. <sighs> Man, I, I, I like, it's so bad. Um, that our mindsets is is like that. That's why our relationships are never good because we don't know how to work together and be one in everything.
my judge? Are you going to kill me like you killed the Egyptian? When Israelites were fighting each other. So Moses knew he had to sit there and run. These coons and symbols are going to get me in trouble. Harriet Tubman, for those who do know, was a married woman who had to sadly put her husband to death because he was saying, oh, if you do this, I'm going to tell on you. And it's bad because she did that because he could not support the vision. You know what I'm saying? That's really the situation. You got someone that is supposed to be with you through everything. And when it comes time for them to step up and be in that, it to be um, what you need them to be, because we're supposed to be able to lean on one another. You you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's so bad I'm, because cause people ain't teaching shit to their kids. People ain't teaching what the importance of what that means. How how can you be collective? That first starts at home. Then it spills off into the community. Then it spills off into the city. Then it spills off into the nation. But your home is a reflection of your principles and it shows in everything you do. If you don't pay your bills and you need assistance, it's going to show you have an issue with managing your money. If your kids are running amok all over the goddamn town, it shows that you're inconsistent at parenting, that you're not putting forth the work in your children. Your, your children are lacking somewhere. And most likely it's because you're not active in their life frequently. Whatever is negative in your life right now, it goes to show you where you need to fucking be and put um, your concentration there. We just don't, man. You don't understand how 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 sad it makes me to understand. That the thing I pray to see in our people come forth. That we learn to work together in unity. In solidarity. Because the state we are in, nigga, I promise you, you y'all don't even understand. I've been I've been telling y'all war was coming. I've been telling y'all food prices going to get high and it's going to be hard for a lot of people. I've been telling y'all the rent increase, increase is going to be bad and y'all going to have a hard time. I've been telling you all these things. I've been saying it for the past three years because I've been doing this podcast probably about two and a half years and still we have not learned to come together as a unit. And policy is continuing to shift round about you. 
You're in a nation that rather have immigrants come into the land and pay their ass to be here than fucking show into its own citizens, let alone goddamn that your motherfucking ass is in your own goddamn homeland that you won't have a government to represent you, nor even um look upon you. But we are so ignorant, goddammit. We round here shaking hands, talking about brown booty holes and doing all kind of manner of ignorant ass bullshit. Our sons round here wearing fake nail and fingernail polish and skirts and purses and shit. Our daughters turned around as masculine as they want to be, goddamn. Celebrating promiscuity. And you mean to tell me, goddamn, nobody's outraged by this shit. No one is taking a stance on what the fuck they seeing out in the community. Come on. We've been deduced to a debased mindset people with low fucking principles and no goddamn standards walking in fucking ignorance. We refuse to learn or gain any knowledge that will support or uplift us. Goddamn, it's a fucking shame to see the shit we see every day. And y'all so fucking scared to say shit. Women walking around here fucking naked and shit. What the fuck? What the fuck? Where the fuck did we drop the ball at? What? Man. Man, man. Fuck it. I ain't. I, what the fuck? I ain't. I'm tired of preaching and shit till it blew in my face. Cause y'all ass will never fucking get it. You're never gonna understand. You're not gonna take heed. You're just gonna keep doing the dumb ass shit you're doing. Just keep it up, goddamn, and see how far you fucking get. Cause shit ain't gonna get easier. Watch why by the time Christmas roll around, this motherfuckers shit gonna be so goddamn high. People ain't gonna know what the fuck to do. All we know how to do is shake ass and watch sports and do a whole bunch of other dumbass bullshit. I'm, I'm done. That's it. Next. So when Harriet Tubman in a biography with interview says, um, have you ever, you know, put anyone to death? It's better that one weak man fall than all of us. Hmm. But brothers and sisters, that spirit sadly has evaded from us as a people. And what the House of Israel sadly now promotes, no disrespect intended, happy prep day on Friday and Shabbat Shalom. Happy prep day on Friday and Shabbat Shalom. And once it comes down to the after Shabbat, Master Gabbat's on now. I ain't speaking, Shalom what? That's why I say Shabbat Shabbat, because I say Shalom every day. 
that bothers some people, brothers and sisters. I can show the screenshots, but there's no need to do that. That bothers saying to your brother and sister Shalom because we go to a different camp. Cultism in the house of Israel. That's the spirit of Esau that does built into us. We don't need that, brothers and sisters. It says Jacob was a quiet man dwelling in tents. Esau was a man in the field. Not saying that we don't deal with fields. <sighs> but in quietness and stillness, you find your God. Yeah, you do. But when your mentality is to build up yourself and not abroad, you can see why Obadiah says, Those that make thy nest as high as the eagle. Mm hmm. Concerning Esau. Whereas it talks about here, the plains of Aram, Badan Aram, where Jacob went to, is called the plains of Aram, spreading abroad, as opposed to just trying to build up yourself. There's a difference in spirit. Come on. Let me know how I could be of assistance. Not, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. I'm oh, shit, nigga. Oof. Let me know how I can be of assistance instead of saying I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. Get in where you fit in. All right. Busy. That's the same spirit Esau came with. We want to show that as we go along. So we want to point this out that what? No, Jacob did not sit there and steal Esau's blessing because Isaac in Genesis 28 would have not called him back to sit there and state, I bless you and charge you. Isaac would have not done that if Jacob was that thief that people want to promote him to be. As if he didn't know his own fucking son's voice. I mean, what parent wouldn't know their child's voice unless they got fucking dementia? But you will still know your child's voice. Come on now. Let's go on, brothers and sisters. Genesis chapter 24, 7 to 15. And he said, Oh, Lord God of my master Abraham, I pray thee. Send me good speed this day and show kindness unto my master Abraham. Behold, I stand here by the well of water, and the daughters of the men of the city come out to draw water. And let it come to pass that the damsel whom I shall say, Let down thy pitcher, I pray thee, that I may drink. And she shall say, Drink. And I will give thy camel drink also. Let the same be she that thou shalt appoint for thy servant Isaac. And thereby shall I know that thou hast shown kindness unto my master. So it's not the women, and I say this in no disrespect, that's up there talking about their private parts, but singing the song that they don't cook and they don't clean and they don't do this and that. That's not what Eliezer of Damascus was sent to look for. That's right. He wasn't sent to look for, quote, Chevy from the block, as the saying goes. Go way yonder to get something of quality. Please. Because the daughters of this land here, no, this ain't, this ain't it. Yeah. And I'm going to say it again. 
And lady in my office, her son was in there cutting the fuck up. And she like, my, I'm not like this. None of my other kids are like this. My next statement was, what's daddy like then? Oh. Yeah, his mom said he was just like this. She told me not to have no kids with him. Mind you now, her own son. She told her not to have kids with her son. See, that's the shit we don't think about when we be up here lying up with motherfuckers. And what you have to deal with after they've been produced. This is why he sent for his son's wife. He needed a woman of standard, of a good caliber, one that he knew would take good care of his son and be able to be obedient to the word in which he states. That she will walk in those principles of obedience, knowing that it is his home and is its authority re- resides in the home and that everything that is going on goes past him. Nigga woman, what you talking about? I ain't got to ask him shit. Niggas. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. You can tell about you can tell a lot about a man and what you mean to him by the way they treat you. That just struck a color in my ass. But it's a case nonetheless. Sometimes we have high expectations in our relationships and that shit don't work out because our expectations too fucking high. But sometimes we just pick the wrong mates. We need to learn to do better. So he's saying, let it be a sign that the lady that will feed me, or pardon me, give me drink, and give the camel drink also, let that be the one. Mm-hmm. Not like people talking about in this video that done went viral, if you will. I am entirely too good because I get caught it, so I can't go to the cheesecake factory. That's not the spirit that you want. Come on now. You sons of Israel. Yeah. Well, can we just go somewhere else? No, no. I'm. You're going home. Right. Where I found you and saw you at. Bye. You understand? So brothers and sisters, when we talk about character and caliber, these are things we care to point out for reference purposes. And it came to pass, before he had done speaking, that behold, Rebecca came out, who was born to Bethuel, son of Melchizedek, the wife of Nakor, Abraham's brother, with her picture upon her shoulder.
It goes on to say in verse 26. And the man bowed down his head and worshiped Yah. And he said, Blessed be Yah, the God of my master Abraham, who has not left destitute my master of his mercy and his truth. I being in a way, Yah led me to the house of my master's brother. So what is this saying? You see how the Most High is being called upon in that if you have a significant other and you all cannot pray, that's not good. Whether you pray together or individually. Come on now, brother. Come on we now. should be at many times together. Yeah, see, nigga, got that. Look, 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 look. You already know, goddammit. You, you know, I, 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 I say this all the time. And, uh, uh, um, see, uh, yeah, goddamn, yeah. Uh-huh. See, I'm not the only motherfucking one. You see, it's a whole black man in these streets telling y'all ass y'all need to have mates to help you and pray with you and y'all learn to walk in the principle together and, and walk in righteousness in the same mindset, goddamn. If not call upon the Most High God together, that is a problem. Come on now. If you do it only on Shabbat, that is a problem. Come on, brother. If the only time you talk about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is on the Shabbat and holy days, you have made the culture look like a religion. Come on now. Because without those days, then what would you do? Does the Most High not be a reality outside of the days that he set aside? Come on now. Love me. That is the spirit of Esau. If I'm not mistaken, brothers and sisters, Rebecca met Isaac, and then they became a couple. She was brought to Isaac by her own will. Eve was brought to Adam by her own will. Come on now, brother. Come on now, goddamn. Come on. You don't have to go far in many cases to find the fatherless. Yes. You understand? What we want to point out, what we care to bring out, brothers and sisters, for reference and for edification purposes is the union that was made under the guise of the most high the guide sorry of the most high that is what is said then to be blessed Esau didn't have that we're reading here in Genesis 25 and it says this and Esau said to Jacob feed me I pray thee with that same red pot, for I am faint. Therefore, his name was called Edom. And Jacob said, Sell me this day thy birthright. Hmm. And Esau said, Behold, I am at a point to die. And what profit 
shall this birthright do to me? Hmm. And Jacob said, Swear to me this day. And he swore unto him, and he sold his birthright unto Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and potters of lentils, and he did eat and drink and rose up and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. See? This is when he sold his birthright to his brother. Did Jacob give a hard bargain? Yes. Could Esau have been like, you know what? This deal that you're talking about is not even worth it. I'm keeping my birthright. You can keep this pottage, and I'm going to go in and get food maybe from Ema, Rebecca. Because the deal that you proposed, Jacob, was a bit extreme, a bit far out there. Right. I'm not giving up my birthright for pottage. Esau did, because he said what? I'm at a point to die, and what profit shall this birthright do to what? Me, Me. right. The Hebrew says this, and we want to point this out, brothers and sisters. Right? Do you know what that means? Well, I'm going to point this out with the laser point, if we will, to show you the spirit of Esau, right? And Lama, for what or why? Yes. You didn't care about. No. The scriptures, the author of it, even in verse 34, said Esau despised his birthright. That's not good. No. What can we gain, O house of Israel, from this? That which is for you, you don't sell cheap. Right. That what you have is a blessing, birthright and otherwise, you keep that. That's right. Don't sit there and sell it short like it doesn't matter and it's not important because it is important. Right. Brothers and sisters. Teach your daughters that their virginities are important. Teach your sons that their integrity is important. Come on, goddamn. You understand? Don't sell yourself short, family. Let's go on. We had to learn to walk in principle. That collective work is is critical in the black community, in the black family. Because if we don't understand what it means to work collectively, combining resources, um, it, it it just I don't know I I just been reflecting so much this week, just thinking about a lot of things, just 
just talking to God about some stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 a lot going on. Um, period. And the only thing that gives me comfort and peace is my relationship with God. We gotta stop um playing around in, in ship. And and man, the state of the black family is so fucked up. Well, I've been talking about it this whole time, so I'm just tired. It's it's like we don't we don't get it, and it's gotten to the point where I just don't even want to talk about it no more with nobody else. Cause I, I I'm just tired. You know, it's just it's like having a conversation with people that are lost, that don't even know they fucking lost. It's like having a um conversation with folks. trying to to get them to see something that they have an, an incapacity to be able to do. You kidding, man. And it's so frustrating. It's like they can't see the forest for the trees. Man, we're going to have to get, we, we just definitely need to do better. <laughs>